Thursday afternoon, Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along for the sports pen. Jake Durant of Local 3 in studio with me. Again, I apologize for last night's show, how it dropped your ratings, I'm sure, once you get those back. But uh, good to have you here, man. You always boost our ratings. Hey, man. Um, you know, I talked to a lot of people at my station. Um, I was not at the station last night, but um, I'm hearing nothing but positives. Obviously, you coming on the show, I didn't have to do a lot of talking because <laughs> I, all I had to do was kind of lob you up a question and you would talk for, you know, you're, you're a radio guy. This is what you do for a living. So um, I had to do a lot less work, so it was, it was great to have you on. Excited to have you on again next next Wednesday night. But, um, you know, it, it was a good job. You did, you did, a, you did a great job. Um, you know, I think, I think you might have a future in television. I, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, you're a good radio guy, but... You know, maybe think about it. That's well, what I'm I appreciate that. I have the radio face, though, and that probably is what's going to keep me out of television for the near future. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to get into, you know, looks or anything, but I feel like you could do it. I feel like uh, I I've, I've seen worse. It. Let's put it that way. I've, I've seen, seen worse. I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that. That is maybe the nicest thing I've ever Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you in the Sports Pen. Programming note, because I know if I wait, I'm going to forget it, and I don't want to do that. Tune in tomorrow. Special guest going to be here in the Sports Pen, Justin Abdelkader, left winger for the Detroit Red Wings, Stanley Cup champion. He will join me in the ESPN-UP phone line for tomorrow's show as we preview Kraft Hockeyville coming to Calumet next week. A lot of hockey on the show tomorrow. Hockey Fridays here in ESPN-UP. Can I do a quick plug? Yes, please. Uh, on Local 3 next week, next Wednesday night, we're going to do a, a Hockeyville show. We got a lot of, of great guests coming on, a lot of great pieces on Calumet's history, hockey history. Um, we'll be live from practice uh, on that Wednesday. Um, talking to some people and things like that. So um, it's going to be at 7, I think it's, I, I should know this, I don't really know, I think it's 7 uh, p.m. Eastern Wednesday, Hockeyville Special. Mm-hmm. It's just everything to get you kind of set up for for the game, what you need, you know, what you should expect if you're going up there for the game or going to be at the game. And then, you know, just a lot on like the Calumet Coliseum, you know, uh, people who make that hockey community so special and things like that. So um, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to be hosting it, but we have had a lot of people come in and work on the show. So it's going to be really cool. So if you have time Wednesday night, definitely uh, tune in to Local 3. All right. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I tell you what, that is a week from tonight. The game Man. will happen a week from tonight. It's hard to think that you're, we're going to have two two really good teams you know, mm-hmm. come up here. And, and obviously Marquette was Hockeyville just a few years ago, but this is a little bit more special. you got the defending Stanley Cup champions. you got, obviously, the in-state team, the Detroit Red mm-hmm. Wings. And, and I just think, you know, there's a lot of great hockey history up here in Marquette, but like up in that area, man, it's 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 interesting. It's really cool um, to kind of look back and just kind of you know see where a lot of the sport originated from. So um, I'm very excited to to see uh, how that goes down. Yeah, I'm excited to do the show, and I, and I tell you what, that's what you and I have to figure out because you're the Thursday guy, but you're going to be busy with your own stuff next week. And I believe we're planning to do the sports pan live from the Calumet Coliseum next week. We'll double check that, and we'll get something announced for sure in the coming days. But, man, that's going to be a fun show. And then hanging out with everybody up there, you know, I, I have a feeling you and I are going to be making multiple trips to Calumet next week. Not just Thursday because, I mean, the Cup is going to be there on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, like you said, they've got their practice, the open skate, what have you. I think you can go down and skate with the players at some point next week. i got to check the calendar of events that was emailed to me. But, man, this is going to be so much fun. Hockeyville coming to the UP yeah. once again. Yeah, I mean, obviously it, it – the the showcase is is the game itself but um you know we've been back and forth all of last week 
and this week. You know, um, our co-host for the, actually the Sports Zone, Peter um, Peter Curry, has, he's been back and forth, back and forth. You know, um, getting getting stories and things like that for it. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's much more than just the actual game. A lot of interaction. You know, the players obviously want to come up and make it special. Um, a very unique uh, thing for them to be able to come up here and do. You know, come up and play a game in the UP. Who would have thought? You know, I'm sure none of them thought they would ever have to do that. So um, I think you know, just thinking back on how the Marquette Hockeyville game and the whole week turned out. You know, it was just very exciting, very surreal. Um, something that you you never thought you'd experience again. But I'm lucky enough that I get to experience it twice in a few years. So um, it's going to be sweet. We're looking forward to it. Check out both Local 3 and ESPN UP. We're going to have coverage of it all leading up to the big game a week from tonight. But I tell you what, we got a lot of football dominating today. we got hockey tomorrow, hockey Fridays on ESPN UP. We have football Thursdays, and week three kicks off tonight, Tennessee and Jacksonville. The final chapter, the final page, more like it, in the Jalen Ramsey saga, at least for Jacksonville, for all intents and purposes down there. Well, thank goodness that that's going on, because usually Thursday night <laughs> games are a snooze fest. The actual game, I'm, I'm sure throughout the whole game they're going to be focusing on Jalen Ramsey and talking about that, but the, but these Thursday night games have been so bad. Yeah. I mean, I know we, we've only had a couple, but it's, it's just hard to watch. Obviously, you know... It's it's a short week for both teams and and it's hard to kind of get get prepped and things for the game. But I mean, even the matchups itself, they're not great. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Tennessee, I was very impressed with Tennessee week one going in and beating Cleveland. But then they kind of came back down to earth. Yeah. You, you know, you kind of they kind of showed who they really are. I think. Um, I want to know how, how this is Jacksonville Jaguars team comes out. Obviously, with all this stuff involving Jalen Ramsey and things, uh, I want to know how that defense kind of comes out and kind of you know plays are they going to play kind of down and out or are they going to try to you know come together as a team and and you know maybe get to that form they used to be when they made that run to the afc championship game um but overall it just doesn't excite me tonight i hate to say it you know i don't really care about the division that division or anything either so um but football is football so Mm -hmm. i will probably tune in does Thursday night football seem to focus primarily on the southern part of the country? It seems like we get a lot of AFC and NFC South. It seems like it. Yeah. It seems like Jacksonville's always playing on Thursday night football, uh-huh. or it's the New York Jets always playing. It's yeah. so weird. Um, you know, Thursday night football itself has had a lot of you know people who are saying, "Is it really worth it? Should we have I two?" Like mo- it. I like people the are trying to argue that we should have two Monday night games mm-hmm. and not have Thursday night football. I, I like, like it just because. I like it just because it, you know it, you're leading up to the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, by this time on Thursday, I'm ready to watch some football. Right. I'm getting excited for it. So for football fanatics like myself, like like you, mm-hmm. it's great. But if you're just a casual fan, you're not tuning into a game like this tonight. You're there's, just not. There's really not a good college game out there. I think, in fact, that there is one college game out there tonight, and it's Houston at Tulane. So I probably will watch the NFL. I'm going to eat my vegetables and watch football tonight. Hey, I'm, I'm probably, I'll probably do the same. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm not going to eat real vegetables, though. Well, why not? I don't know. You, gotta, you always got to eat your greens, man. I'm a red meat kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and just destroy a ham sandwich once we're <laughs> done with this show. I'm getting hungry. But I tell you what, here are the games that we are picking this week. Pick them once again. Jake in the lead. You're the only one above 500, man. You're seven and three. I'm five and five. Ryan, Tyree are both four and six, and Mike is three and seven. I tell you what, we've all got our picks in. I've all talked to them individually, and I waited for you because you know you're here before kickoff. And again, you can change your pick right up until kickoff. 
Uh, the Thursday night game. We've got Tennessee at Jacksonville. Who you like in that one? This one's kind of tough for me. Um, I think teams, the both teams are kind of even. Obviously, obviously, Jacksonville doesn't have Nick Foles. Do we trust in in Menchu? Is that his name? Yes, we do. Do we trust in? Is he really that good? I think is, so. You know, compared America's to quarterback. compared to Marcus Mariota, you know, I always look at quarterback first. I like Derrick Henry. I like that that uh, Tennessee defense. Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee's going to win it. Okay. I think they're going to. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with the Tennessee Titans. I said that as long as Jalen Ramsey is playing, we still have a few hours left to kick off. As long as he's playing, I believe it will be his last game in a Jaguar uniform. But that gives Jacksonville the edge. I mean, he's got a ball out tonight. He's looking to get his draft stock up, and I do believe this will be the last game for him in a Jaguar uniform. So I think Tennessee. Uh, excuse me. I think Jacksonville is going to get the edge. Just by a little bit tonight. I, I mean, I hope so. I'm a Jalen. I'm a huge Jalen Ramsey fan, and I could also see Jacksonville kind of imploding tonight. So I <laughs> could go either way. I think Tennessee's run game is going to be something that you know Jacksonville is going to have a, a hard time stopping. And offensively, I just don't trust anybody on that offense. To be no. honest with you, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to score Thursday night. We never really see scoring no. either. So this will be a nine-six game. Yeah, it's uh, it's so bad, but. Um, I'm just going to go Tennessee. I just okay. This is a gut feeling. I think it, it's a coin flip, but I'm going to go Tennessee. You wonder who's going to last longer in Jacksonville, Doug Marone or Jalen Ramsey, although now I'm tempted to think Jalen Ramsey, but not by much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's crazy just how far this team has fallen. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about Blake Borders, Bor- Bortles leading them to, you know, that game against the Patriots in the playoffs. They were so close. Jalen Ramsey was guaranteeing a Super Bowl that year, and they seemed to finally have everything come together. They had, you know, multiple Pro Bowlers on that defense. They were a scary defense. Nobody wanted to go up against. They were clamping people down. Obviously, you had, like I said, you had Jalen Ramsey talking all his talk, and I love those type of players that can go out and back it up. And then Bortles, they had Leonard Fournette, who was running the ball. It seemed like he was kind of getting his legs underneath underneath him. And then Blake Bortles was managing games, and you thought that was going to happen. Then they went on and changed their jerseys. I blame mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you know, they went from that two-tone black and gold to the to the all-black, and ever since then it's been downhill. It's just, it's just crazy how fast teams can really switch up, and, and it could go the opposite way. And that's why if your team has been a consistent team, you know, you got to be pretty pretty happy about it and, and don't take it for granted. I don't mean to keep chirping on Jalen Ramsey because we have something else later in the show about him, but has there ever been a generational gap, three different generations, just completely unbridged between the ownership, Tom Coughlin, the coach, Doug Marone, and the player, Jalen Ramsey? Like the three polar opposites of generations. I, I doubt that's the right saying, but I don't know how else to put it. You have Tom Coughlin, the very, you know, beyond old school. Old school doesn't do it justice. Military style guy, you know, if you're five minutes early, then you're five minutes late. You have Doug Marone, you know, he's he's kind of like, he reminds you of somebody's dad who just does nothing but... You know, I think he's clueless. And watch, yeah, watches football, eats chili, you know, stuff like that all day. And then Jalen Ramsey, you know, the typical millennial who shows up driving a tank to practice. A Brinks truck. Was that it? It was a Brinks truck. Or was it a with, tank? No, it was a Brinks truck, like a money transfer, because he opened it An up. Armored in the, car, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. like take it to the bank. That's a tank. I guess. I mean, what, whatever it was. It was filled with money. You got you got the symbolism there. But um, Tom Coughlin, I mean, he's stuck in his ways. Mm-hmm. He's not willing to change. He's very stubborn. Doug Marone, I, just, I think he's clueless. I don't think he kind of sees 
the whole pitcher. Right. Um, obviously, him and Jalen getting into the argument and things like that. And, and J- Jalen's very opinionated. And honestly, like, normally, I would say, like, I wouldn't be with that type of player because, you know, if, if you're demanding trades and things like that, normally I'd, I would be like, okay, I, I get it understand it but you just play you know right. just play and, and let it let it work out but right now it's just like i don't know it's i just i i just i understand what jalen's where he's coming from i mean this defense they're not doing anything to help mm-hmm. you know that yeah they brought in nick Foles, but you know that just didn't work out and they have no offensive weapons their defense is, is better but they're not paying their defensive players you know so he's sitting there kind of like what exactly are we doing are we really mm-hmm. committed to winning so I don't, I don't blame him for trying to get out. And, and this year especially, you're seeing these players, you know, trying to take take control and and make moves similar to what the NBA has been doing. I think football is kind of leaning towards that way. Is it going to be good for the league? I have no idea. But um, you see it with the running backs. It started with Le'Veon, then Melvin Gordon, and Zeke, and now it's, it's Jalen, these big-time names. And um, honestly, I, I'm going with the players. I, I, I understand it. I tell you what, I'm not even going to try to get in the rest of the picks before the end of the segment because I did what I did on your show last night, and I just talked and talked and talked and talked about something that shouldn't have probably filled the rest of the segment, But so I'm not even going to try to fill these in for the last couple of minutes of the segment. But I tell you what, uh, Jalen Randy, we're going to talk about where he could potentially be going later on in the show. I've got a list of teams that would be potential buyers for him and see if we can put together an offer for him. But man, you see all these defensive backs. Like, is it a defensive back thing? But they're all asking to be traded. Like Minka Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, Jamal Adams. He unfollowed the Jets, apparently. I'm sorry, he never followed the Jets on social media, according to him. Never followed his own team. And he took New York Jets defensive back out of his bio on Twitter. Who checks this? Like, I have no idea what one of my favorite players has in their Twitter bio. Like, it's some some people are having like hiring people to just keep up with with social media because a lot of the times you know players will do things that you know kind of drop hints and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a game um you know obviously with Jalen Ramsey a lot of people are like okay he quit following this person this team but now he's following this team Antonio yep. Brown he did that um and it, it's kind of just something it's just a game yeah, it's the, really just the a bio. game. I mean, I was trying to think of my favorite athlete that actually has social media, but a lot of my favorite athletes don't. So Sidney Crosby, for lack of a better example, even if he had a Twitter, I wouldn't know what it says in his bio. How about, you know, Evgeny Malkin, who's, by the way, one of my favorite people to follow on social media. I don't know what it says in his bio, but that's partly because it's written in Russian. Right. Yeah. Um I don't I don't really know. I, I I mean I do follow a lot of the Green Bay Packer players and mm-hmm. and you know some are a little bit more active on social media and things like that. But do do you blame Jalen Ramsey for or not Jalen Ramsey, Jamal Adams after that debacle of that game? <laughs> I wouldn't want to play for Greg you Williams. Know, you know, you're out there, you know, Greg Williams, he's he's kind of a, you know, head case. Mm-hmm. You know, likes to yell, likes to, you know, get in players' faces. That was just just a poor game. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I thought the Jets were going to be actually a really good team, and mm-hmm. and I don't really blame Jamal Adams. You know, he's going out there putting his body on the line, trying to lead this team. But the organization itself, all these guys we're talking about, all their teams are terrible. Tanner Hoops, are terrible. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant, with you. Let's take our first time out. We'll get more of our pickums, and I'll try not to ramble next on ESPN UP. 
Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP. I tell you what, Jake, I think the Dolphins were tuning in to your comment on the way out last segment. Their team's bad. Man, they're making some moves. Like, during this last break, it was reported by Cameron Wolf. He covers the Dolphins for ESPN.com that Josh Rosen will be the starting quarterback Sunday against the Cowboys. Ian Rappaport also reporting that Taco Charlton, former first-round draft pick, lands with Miami after being cut by the Cowboys Tuesday. I'm finally, I'm so happy they're done tanking. (laughs) So happy. That was crazy. Rosen and Charlton. They're back on track. I love that. They're back on track. I feel really bad for Josh Rosen. I, yeah, I, I hate to say it. Um, I know we were talking just a little bit on break. How we neither of us really liked him coming out of college, right. but um, I did like what he was doing in with uh, the Cardinals. I saw him live play, and and I thought he looked really good. Obviously, he didn't have a great offensive line, and he was making plays on the run. But you know, he had all the tools. I thought he was pretty good. Um, obviously, Arizona gave up on him. Kyler Murray was a better quarterback. Got him. He then he went down to Miami, and just in time for the whole tank job so you know you kind of just hope he goes in there and does does something and doesn't get hurt mm-hmm. but you know at some point you th- you you thought miami would would play him they're going to try to see what he what he has but realistically for him he's playing for another job at this mm-hmm. point and in miami's obviously going to move on with either tua trevor lawrence or somebody else yep. justin herbert maybe but um I, i'm rooting for him i'm rooting yep. for uh josh rosen Ta- taco charlton michigan man yeah you know that's my squad that's my college team u of m um very disappointing with with the cowboys mm-hmm. hopefully he can do do something um always rooting for michigan guys rosen and taco making their way down to south beach so the dolphins making some moves here in the last five minutes or so continuing on with pick because we only got through one in that first segment <laughs> How about this barn burner? The New York Jets at the New England Patriots. I did not pick it. ESPN Radio picked it. Man, this one's tough. This oh, one's yeah. really tough. The real brain um, tester. Has New England had the easiest schedule so far? Uh, the Cowboys have. They played the Giants and the Redskins. Now they play the Dolphins. I mean, but, you know, the Patriots played the Dolphins, and now they're playing the Jets, who aren't far behind <laughs> Miami. And they still get to play them both again. Yeah, so... This one's this one's obviously easy. If you have any players on in your fantasy team, play them now. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go Patriots big time. We all go Patriots. That one is unanimous. This one we also have a chance to go unanimous on. We have the Texans at L.A. taking on the Chargers. I'm not gonna tell you who we would all be unanimous on though. Yeah, I I really do like Houston. I like Houston. Um, I like their quarterback Sean Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, one of my favorite players. Um, J, you know, J.J. Watt on defense. They, they got Laramie Tunsil now. That offensive line is shirt up. This one, this one's tough. I mean, it, the LA, you know, obviously the Chargers are a team coming in before all those injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you thought they'd be, you know, a Super Bowl contender. They still are there, but not, obviously their chances dwindled a little bit. But right. oh, man, man, this uh, is tough. This, this is picks a, up for the Patriots Jets. It does. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just. Gonna, I'm gonna go Chargers at home. All right. So we're not unanimous on it. You, I swear. This is why I'm in the lead. This is why I'm in the lead, man. Differentiate from the pack. I got to take chances. This this isn't really a chance to me, though. You know, obviously I like Houston and things, but Mm -hmm. if the Chargers, they just lost to Detroit. I get it, but they're one of those teams. They can score a lot of points. Eckler, Allen, Williams. You obviously got Philip Rivers. All right. Um, I, I, I like that offense. I like that defense without even without James. I respect it. 
The Sunday night game, the Rams in Cleveland taking on the Browns on primetime once again because it went so well Monday. You know, I'm still trying to figure out who this Browns team is. Mm-hmm. Even in that win against the Jets, it wasn't pretty. No. Baker Mayfield, I feel like, has taken a few steps back when, mm-hmm. when I thought he would shoot to superstardom this year and be one of the top quarterbacks. I, you know, I picked him in one of my fantasy leagues thinking he was going to be great. Obviously, on paper, this team looked amazing coming into the season, but just underwhelming. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Rams, they're not as potent of an offense as they once were. Mm-hmm. And the defense is, is still good. They're still a good team. They're 2-0, right. whatever, whatever. But I'm trying to talk myself into picking the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to pick the Browns. Browns at home, right? Browns are at home. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I got to go. I got to go the Rams. I can't. All right. I just can't. All right. Uh, last one we have Monday Night Football Bears at Redskins. Chicago. Chicago. We are all unanimous on going Chicago because they're both bad on the offensive side of the ball. But Washington is bad on defense. Chicago is far from it. Yeah, Washington has had some injuries on defense. Um, Chicago, it's one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're, they're, their offense can't do really anything. So, who knows? Maybe the, the, their defense will get a couple scores or something. But, like you said, they, their defense is too much, too much for the Redskins. I tell you what, you look at the NFC North, and the defense is there for real. Like That is probably the best defensive division in football. Yeah, I mean, even, the, you know, you go all the way down. Obviously, Chicago, Minnesota obviously has had a fast, really good defense for a while. Green Bay's defense has improved dr- dramatically. And then Detroit's defense still has a lot of potential. I don't think they've been playing up to that potential. I thought their defensive line would be playing a little bit better at this point and things like that. But, um, you know, they've been playing good. They, they held the Chargers team to not that many points last week. Um, I'm just so happy, you know, coming into the season, I knew those first two games that Green Bay played against Chicago and Minnesota, they would have to probably split those games. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy that we were able to come out um, and, and win both of those games and, and be up 2 nothing in the division. That's huge because it, it, every team's going to beat up on each other in this division. And um, just to get those two out of the way, I feel really good. I tell you what, you look at where the Jaguars were, we've talked about their fall from grace here over the last year or so. I wonder if the Bears are in the same position because they've got the defense. They don't have the quarterback. And I wonder if that's going to lead to their demise this year. And maybe the Vikings aren't far off. Right. Yeah, I mean, that the offense is just, it's just so out of whack. I mean, mm-hmm. Trubisky, we all knew he wasn't a great quarterback. And right. he, he can miss throws and things. But it feels like they took so much steps back this mm-hmm. year where it's such a struggle. I, I don't know if it's because they're not using their backs is the way they, they did. Um, is it because they lost a guy like uh, – um, Howard. All they did was focus on you, kicking you know this offseason. I mean? Right. Uh, is, is it because they're not using Cohen to the best of his abilities? Like, I just don't get it. Are they just trying? Are they just overthinking things, maybe? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, they, they have the weapons. You got Robinson there, Anthony Miller, um, Burton. I don't know if... I, I, I don't know if he played, but if he came back and if he comes back or if he's back, yeah. I think they'll work him in a little a little bit more, and I think that'll help. But yeah, if you're a Chicago fan coming to the season, you definitely thought this was your year. You definitely felt like you should have felt like you had a Super Bowl shot. But I mean, even against the Broncos, it was so ugly, it's just so bad. I, I just can't stand that. Type. I'm a defensive guy, but I need some offense. It's ridiculous. I tell you what, you look around the league and the situations that teams are in, quarterback wise. I think Minnesota would rather have Case Keenum right now. I think they'd rather take Flacco if they could. Mm-hmm. It will be a contract year for Cousins next year, though. And guys tend to play well in contract years. 
but man, it's Kirk Cousins at the same point. So, you know, I was talking with my father, who's a Vikings fan, and I, you know, I'm like, maybe this is the year you go all out, just drop it now, tank, go for Tua. I was kidding, of course, but two on the Vikings. How about that? Right. I don't want to think about that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. Can you imagine if, um, you know, say Tua goes to the Minnesota, or could you imagine if the Bears picked up Mahomes? They were just smarter. Mm. Like how much different the whole NFL would be. Oh, That'd I know. Be insane. Um, but but yeah, even if Cousins plays well in his contract year, if you're a team, are you are you still are you going to pay him? No. I don't think so. <laughs> no. I think he's he's got his money. Um, we, we know who Kirk Cousins is, but they got to figure something out. Nope. Kirk Cousins isn't the answer for that team. No. So I don't think that we'll see a tank job out of them, but they're definitely going to be drafting a quarterback here uh, pretty, maybe in the next draft, I would oh, say. Man. I, I wonder, you know, because you still have one year left on Cousins' contract, but do you want to go get Tua, you know, get him on a rookie deal? I mean, have him sit, wait a year. I don't know what he's going to learn from Kirk Cousins. But you can get Tua, you can get Trevor Lawrence, you can get Jalen Hurts, who looks like the best quarterback in football right now. Yeah. Or what about Joe Burrows? I mean, Joe Burrows has surprised a lot mm-hmm. of people. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends where they pick. I, mean, I think this team's too far away from a tank job. Right. So they're going to probably pick later in that first round. But, I mean, if there's like a Jalen Hurts there, you can move up and get like a Jalen Hurts or, like you said, a Joe Burrows who have potential. Do you do it? I think you do it. I mean, I would say I would say that wouldn't surprise me at all. Well, and this ties in with something that I was going to bring up when we talk about Jalen Ramsey, so I don't want to give too much away, but I do think that the Vikings are on the brink of doing something they don't normally do, they don't traditionally do, and that is go all in, that they take some risks, put together a package, and try to move up on draft day. It's been a while since they've done that, but I think they're right on the verge of it, and I think Mike Zimmer has had it with a lot of the guys in that locker room, and I think he's ready to make some moves. I've got that coming up throughout the show. Plus, we're going to do a little blind quarterback draw when we come back from break. You're listening to the Sports Pen with Tanner and Jake on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Sports Pen, glad to have you along this Thursday afternoon. Here's your Sports Center update. Earlier today, Atlanta Braves outfielder Ronald Acuna Jr. homered for the 40th time this season. He becomes the 11th player in Major League history to hit 40 homers and steal 30 bases in a single season. At 21 years old and 274 days, then he is the youngest player to ever join the 40-30 club. How about that? It's amazing. And not even 22 yet. (laughs) Makes me wonder what I was doing when I was 21. It makes me depressed. The United States remains atop the FIBA World Rankings despite a 7th place finish at the World Cup. Spain holds at number 2. Meanwhile, Australia jumps 8 spots to number 3. How about that? Mm. Australia, they they got some players. Yeah, they do. The Boomers are on their way mm-hmm. up, and they did that without Ben Simmons. Ooh. And finally, with his first inning flyout last night at Yankee Stadium, Albert Pujols' career batting average dipped to 2.9999. That's oh, no. a 2 with 4 nines. It is the first time in his career that his career average has dropped below 300 since the fifth game he ever played in when he was 4 for 14. It's giving me anxiety hearing that number. Oh, my god! That would bother me. That would just that would really get to me. Can you believe that as long as he's been in the league? It's insane. And his average has been over 300 ever since his fifth career game? That's unbelievable. Man, when he was like in his prime prime, that was amazing. Oh, I know. It was absolutely... Peak Albert Pujols. You know, like I said, I've, I've mentioned this so many times, I don't watch a lot of baseball, but anytime, you know, I'm he's up to bat, 
I'm flipping through and I see, you know, I'm watching it. It was amazing. And him in St. Louis. In St. Louis. Prime when he played, Albert yeah, Pools. when he was in wow. with the Cardinals. I was just it, it was it was so amazing. So it's so fun to watch. Not for Brewer fans because he's in that division. They played right. him what almost twenty times a year. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, it was fun for me because Twins only had to play him like once every three years. <laughs> So I tell you what, we're going to play a little blind quarterback draw here on ESPN-UP. We're not really going to play it ourselves, but I played it with some of my friends on Twitter, and the results are pretty interesting here, Jake. I want to share some of these with you and with our listeners. This is uh, quarterback A, is what we'll call him. I'll give you the category, and I'll give you where he ranks all time. The goal is to tell me whether or not he is a deserving Hall of Famer. This quarterback, quarterback A, Completions, he's 20th all-time. Passing yards, 19th. Passing touchdowns, 17th. Passer rating, 14th. Completion percentage, 17th. Fourth quarter comebacks, 14th. Total offense, 19th. And game-winning drives, 21st. Mm. So his highest ranking in two categories is 14th. Passer rating and fourth quarter comebacks. Otherwise, he's pretty much between 16 to 20. Top 20 quarterback, you know, and that's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. But given those numbers, what do you think? Hall of Famer? I don't get to hear Super Bowls. I don't get to hear nope, playoff wins. No, we're taking rings completely out of this. Taking rings? Man. I mean, you're that's top, why it's a blind you're draw. top 20 in all the cat- major statistical categories. Mm-hmm. This is like right on This is right on the line for yep. you. Um, I'm going to say no. 56% of the audience agreed with you. This quarterback is Joe Montana. Oh goodness! How about that? Wow, he is. It's hard to it's hard to kind of comprehend that in your head when right. you're just hearing these stats like mm-hmm. that. But he's a four time Super Bowl champion, so he's if you, in. yeah, well, if you said so that, he's in, of course, in. that's what it. That's what it is. That's why rings make a difference. Quarterback number two, all time completions. He's thirty third. Passing yards thirty second. Passing touchdowns twenty second. Now here are a couple of top ten rankings for him. Passer rating. He's sixth all time. Completion percentage. He's seventh all time. He's 17th in fourth quarter comebacks, 20th in game-winning drives, 34th in total offense. So he's got two top 10 rankings in passer rating and completion percentage. He's 6th and 7th, respectively. He's 17th in fourth quarter comebacks, everything else in the 20s and 30s. What say you, Mr. Durant? I'm going to say no. 57% of the audience say no as well. This quarterback is Tony Romo. Mm. No Super Bowl rings. He's not getting in with those stats either. Nope. Quarterback number three. All-time completions, he is sixth. Passing yards, he's seventh. Passing touchdowns, he's eighth. Passer rating, all the way down at 45th. Completion percentage, sixth. Fourth quarter comebacks, 13th. Game-winning drives, ninth. And total offense, seventh. So he's top 10 in everything except fourth quarter comebacks. He's 13th. And passer rating drops all the way to 45th. What do mm-hmm. you think about this one? I think I think you got to say yes. Yep. 87% of the audience say yes. This quarterback is Eli Manning. Mm. Got those two Super Bowl though. He's got those two Super Bowl yeah. rings. So this is my point. See, I, I was like, I, I thought it was kind of, I almost was thinking it was Eli when you were yeah. saying that. So this is this is why I didn't include Super Bowl rings, accomplishments like that. Why I wanted to say, just purely on numbers, who is deserving of the Hall of Fame? First, let's compare Eli to Joe Montana. Montana, 20th in completions, 19th in passing yards, 17th in touchdowns, 14th in passer rating, 17th in completion percentage, 14th in fourth quarter comebacks, 19th in total offense, 21st in game-winning drives. Eli's better in every category 
except passer rating where he's 45th, and I'm going to get to that in a moment, why that should not be your criteria for judging a Hall of Fame quarterback. But yet, Montana's a lock. I mean, you ask anybody who is a Hall of Fame quarterback between those two, and they're going to tell you Montana was a better quarterback between those two. Mm-hmm. But the stats say Eli. But Super Bowl rings are in Montana's favor. So people say, yeah, Eli's going to get in because he has two Super Bowl rings, but he doesn't deserve it. Well, which of those two? Which of Montana and Eli are going to get in because of rings? See, I'm, I'm a little bit different. I think Eli does deserve to be yeah, in. Yeah, that's, that's my point, and I'm not directing it at you. I'm directing it because I can't believe how many people want to disparage this guy's career. Yeah, I mean, people I mean, people have short-term memory. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, you don't realize, you know, when this guy was in his prime, he was he was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not the flashy guy that's going to run and, and gain a lot of yards on the ground, but you want to talk about a guy who doesn't miss any games, mm-hmm. very consistent, he can make all the throws, in those big time games, you know he played played really well. He he took it up a notch. Um, yeah, I mean it's crazy that people are you know yeah you know not every quarterback's career is going to end in a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. John Elway, I'm going to go win the Super Bowl and go out on top. Peyton no, Manning, yeah, not every Manning brother gets to do it that way. Exa- or Peyton Manning, exactly. Um, you know sometimes it's you know it's a little bit different and. Some some guys hang on a little bit longer than they should, and not. But um, New York really didn't have another another guy who could come in and take that job. And and you got to just over it, it's the whole resume. It's not like the end of the resume. You got to look at the whole thing. And for me, I just can't believe people are just you know spitting on this guy's name. But, I just don't get it. But one sixteen and one sixteen is a career record. I mean, you can't put in a five hundred quarterback because it makes so much sense to attribute wins losses to one. Of the 22 players on the field. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get that. A guy who never sees the other half of the field, but he's the only one who gets pegged with a win-loss record. Exactly. Wins-losses are not a quarterback stat. I'm sorry, but they're not. Deshaun Watson shouldn't have got tagged for a loss on Monday Night Football against the Saints. That should have been on Romeo Cornell and his prevent defense, which set up the game-winning field goal. Watson didn't have anything to do with that. Watson did his job to win that game, but the loss is still on him. It wasn't Pat Mahomes' fault that the Rams ripped off like 18 of their 54 points on defense and special teams last year on Monday Night Football, yet he's still tagged with the loss, putting up 51 points. It's just not a quarterback stat. I don't care about Eli's 116 and 116 record. Shouldn't keep him out of the Hall of Fame, and neither should passer rating. This is why I think passer rating is the most useless criteria when judging a Hall of Fame quarterback. You like Jim Kelly, don't you? Took the Bills to four straight Super Bowls. Didn't win it, but he's still a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, still a Hall of Fame quarterback. His quarterback rating, uh, excuse me, his passer rating is about equal to Eli Manning. They have almost an identical passer rating. However, I'm not going to take that much stock. If, uh, first of all, if it's good enough for Jim Kelly, it should be good enough for Eli, considering he has more Super Bowl rings. For another thing, I'm not, t- not going to take that much stock into a stat which Dak Prescott is second all-time, Kirk Cousins is third. In fact, Jim Kelly is a no-doubt Hall of Fame quarterback. Here are the quarterbacks with a better all-time quarterback rating than Jim Kelly. Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Marcus Mariota, Matt Schwab, Cam Newton, Case Keenum, Colin Kaepernick, and Mark Bulger. There's a lot of Hall of Famers in that list. Yeah, I mean, and I'm actually just getting a a, a message from from my my guy Brian. I think he's listening, and he he commented to me, "Game has changed. Stats at the time they retired." So, what what do you take of that? Elaborate on that. I think he's saying, um, you know, 
the times the times have changed. The game has changed, so um, they're taking at the time. I guess this. I'm trying to. I think what he's trying to say is um, the game has changed, so it's hard to compare guys. You know, passer ratings and things like that. I, I because of how much the game has changed. I mean, you have a lot of current guys that are top ten in a lot of these lists. Eli's right up there with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's obviously rings make a difference. Um, yeah, QBR is, is a whole different story. Um, it, it's 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 hard to it's hard to gauge when you're talking about different decades and things like that. I don't I don't know. Um, to me, I, I just know Eli is a Hall of Famer. That's all I know. And um, yeah, I mean, like I I appreciate is. the message from your friend. I'm I'm glad that he's listening, and I hope he's enjoying the show. But you can't leave out a guy who is top 10 in completions, passer ratings, passing touchdowns, completion percentage, total offense, game-winning drives. I mean, we've had some great quarterbacks throughout their career. I don't know what Montana, his rankings were at that time, but I do know that right now Eli has surpassed guys like that, and he is top 10 all-time. Maybe he'll get surpassed someday, but you can't discredit what he's put together, his body of work. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's the full body body of work to me. Um, and when his teams were really good, you saw Peyton Manning trying to steady that ship and take him, take him to the Super Bowl. But it, there's so many, you know, factors coming into it. Um, when you talk about defenses and Aaron Rodgers only has one ring, people argue he should have multiple rings, but the team, the organization didn't give him a defense. Now they're kind of getting to that point where maybe they have a defense and I'm sure we'll see them make another run. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're in if you're in those statistical categories, top ten, anything, I feel like you have an argument. Well, and the thing is, you know, Aaron Rodgers is in a lot of those categories as well, and a lot of people think he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Now, Eli's got more Super Bowls than him, and they're both top ten in a lot of these categories. So you could say the same thing that times have changed. That Aaron Rodgers is in those categories because the game benefits him now. And the argument would be that Eli is more simple. I'm not saying that Eli is better than Aaron Rodgers, but if that's your argument, if your argument is that the game has changed, the times have changed, that applies to everybody. That doesn't just apply to Eli, man. That applies to everybody that's in the top ten, which includes Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't just have it different for one one person. Um, but, you know, it's it's really just, in my eyes, it's hard to compare. Um, it, it's, it's, it's what they have done as a whole and to me Eli Manning is is a no-brainer to me I don't know well and then of course there's the eye test the eye test fans that's another thing image 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 personality um you know Joe Montana is going to be is engraved in everyone's brain with that one throw that he made and things Mm -hmm. like that so the immaculate the reception or whatever there are people who say he's got the rings he's got the numbers he doesn't pass the eye test I tell you what you might watch football every Sunday, maybe even, you know, host a podcast or something like that. You're not as good of a talent evaluator as you think you are. Well, he beat, you know, he beat the Patriots when they added an undefeated season right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that alone, that game alone, the way he fought back and led his team, that there is is something that's going to be remembered for a long time. And, you know, just things like that. He's done things that a lot, a lot of people have done. And, um, you know, anytime, I, I know people out there, he beat the Patriots twice. We can all at least praise him for that. Yeah, we're happy about that, yes. except people in Boston. Let's take our last time out. Where is Jalen Ramsey going to end up? Who is a good suitor for him? That's next on ESPN-UP. 
Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any of our show today, get caught up. Get a free mobile app from the Apple iStore or Google Play or look up ESPNUP.com. Don't forget, tomorrow, Justin Abdelkader, forward for the Detroit Red Wings, will be on with me. Talk a little hockey, craft hockeyville it's a full day of hockey tomorrow here in the sports pen. Hope to have you along on ESPN-UP. Where is Jalen Ramsey ending up? Because we all believe this will be his final game in a Jaguar uniform this evening. I know you might be wondering. I was wondering too, and Adam Schefter clarified it yesterday. I want to relay that in case any of our listeners missed it. If Jalen Ramsey is traded tomorrow, can he play for his new team on Sunday? And the answer is no. NFL rules say that you cannot be on more than one team's roster in a span of like 50-something hours or so. So so no, Jalen Ramsey would not be eligible to play on Sunday if he is traded to a different team by tomorrow. But I tell you what, I've got a list of teams who have actually contacted the Jaguars. We know that there are a lot of teams that should probably contact the Jaguars. These teams, we can confirm, have contacted the Jaguars and are looking at making moves for Jalen Ramsey. The Chiefs, the Ravens, the Vikings, the Raiders, the Eagles, and the Seahawks. There's a lot of teams that are in win-now mode, and then there's the Raiders that are on that list. So what do you think? What do you think? Any of those teams jump out at yours, or somebody who's not on the list? Man, I mean, if any of those teams were able to to get a guy like Jalen Ramsey, obviously that's going to increase their Super Bowl odds that much more. Um, Where would I like to see him go just out of that list? Man, if he went to like a Baltimore, I'm really high on Baltimore right now mm-hmm. just because I really like Lamar Jackson. I like what they're doing. Obviously, he's doing some crazy stuff right now, putting up numbers. That defense is really good. Him and Earl Thomas would be just excellent. Um, Philly, I mean, Philly makes sense to me just because they need help in that secondary. They so like banged to, up. They're so, you know, that, that, that play against Atlanta where they let Julio Jones kind of get around their DBs because they're playing man on just a, a screen. You know, they they need somebody who can shore that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, so I could definitely see him going to Philly. I think they like to play man coverage. He go, fits there. Um, are they trying to do Legion of Boom back in Seattle? It seems like it. it. Seems like it. Could he be up there? Wouldn't surprise me. Or joining um, Earl Thomas in Baltimore. Right. Or yeah, exactly. Um, could they could they bring him back up there? Pete Carroll and and those guys. They're they're very they, innovative. They've got the front seven already. Exactly. They're not afraid to make moves like that and bring guys with personalities in. So you know, a lot of these make sense to me. Um, John Gruden, you can never count him him out. No. Nope. Um, I really hope you know, like Minnes- I like I said, I really hope Minnesota doesn't do anything crazy <laughs> and try to get a guy like that. That would just kind of ruin my day. Um, you know, all those guys I, in Kansas City. I really don't want him to go to Can. I don't want him to go to Kansas City. I really don't want to see him go to New England. It's like, please, guys, can we all know save some for the rest of us here? Patriots are going to sneak up and somehow find a way to get somehow find a way. They're going to somehow get it done. It's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I mean a lot, a lot of those teams make sense. I I, I you can't can't cut out count out Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. who's, who who they might be they're right there. I mean they have a Super Bowl team this year. You know if they get Jalen Ramsey, that would just you could say this about any team that would put them over the top. You could say that about any team. So they need help in that secondary too. So I could see him play on the Cowboys. Right now I'm, I'm leaning towards Philly. Yeah. Um, but you never know. Usually I'm wrong with these. Usually I'm like, okay, I think it's going to be this team. And then, like, with the Minka Fitzpatrick thing, I didn't mm-hmm. think he was going to Pittsburgh. All of a sudden he's going to Pittsburgh. Yep. Why Why Pittsburgh? That makes no sense. So um, it's kind of all speculation. But all those teams, really, I would like to see him go to. Jalen Ramsey is one, <coughs> one of my favorite players. So 
I think he'll help any of those teams. Obviously, he's a great talent. You got a lot of guys there, a lot of teams there that their Super Bowl window is open right now. But I tell you what, the Jaguars still have a chance to be a good team this year. They're zero two. I know that they want draft picks. You know, on their zero two record, they were a couple of yards away from being one and one, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they didn't play the Chiefs in week, well, you knew what the Chiefs were going to bring to the table in week one. They had a chance to win that week two game. This was a team that three weeks ago people were saying could contend for this division. I still think they can. I mean, this is week three, but I know they want draft picks. I know that they want at least two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey, but. Could they make a move that allows them to win now? Because I still think their chance to win this division is very wide open. You know, Houston, it looked like they were going to run away with the division after week one. Then they really didn't play that good on Sunday. Jacksonville's still got a shot to do it. I think Garner Minshew's going to be fine until Nick Foles comes back, and they are going to get him back later this year. So this is what I was getting to about the Vikings earlier. You know, the Vikings have got to make some kind of move. They want to be a contender. I know you don't want that. A lot of our listeners don't want that. But if the Vikings want that, it's something they have to do, and it's something they don't normally do. I don't know that they're going to put a package together to go up and get a franchise quarterback like Tua, Hurts, Lawrence, Herbert, anybody like that this year. I don't know that they're going to do that. I don't expect them to do that. But Mike Zimmer's not happy with a lot of the guys he has in that locker room right now. He's not happy with Stephon Diggs. He's not happy with Xavier Rhodes. If you were Mike Zimmer and the Vikings, you got Rick Spielman to call Tom Coughlin, and you worked out a deal, an elite wide receiver with Stephon Diggs. Jacksonville doesn't have one. And you swap Xavier Rhodes and throw him in there too. Corner for a corner plus an elite wide receiver. Would you do that? Would you do that if you were Jacksonville? For Jalen Ramsey. For Jalen Ramsey. Stephon Diggs, Xavier Rhodes. Mm Mm-hmm. And the picks? Are you talking? How? What kind of pick? Because I wouldn't offer all that in a first. Right. I mean, for Minnesota, you still got Kirk Cousins there. I know. Now you got less of a weapon for him. He can't. You know, it's all about the quarterback. I don't think Jacksonville's going to do anything because I don't. I don't believe in Minshew. I don't think Minnesota's going to do anything because I don't believe in Kirk Cousins when it comes down to playoff time. But from Jacksonville's standpoint, would you make that trade? If I was Jacksonville, you get a good wide receiver, and yeah, you downgrade a corner, but. I mean, Xavier Rhodes is no scrub. He's an all-pro. Mm-hmm. You're still without a quarterback. But if you want to wait for they Nick Foles. They will be without a quarterback. They'll be fine. I still only believe in Nick Foles down there in Jacksonville. America's quarterback is going to be fine until Nick Foles comes back. Come on. You don't, you don't, you're not believing this hype with you, this Minshew. You're getting Minshew. He's a, he's looking I mean, if you're going to make a trade with just players and not get any draft capital, that's a decent trade. Like you said, you get you – you fill a hole which you've been trying to fill with a wide receiver position. They're just one of those teams that can't seem to find a good, you know, a really good wide receiver. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to get that wide receiver. That's going to definitely help that offense. It'll help Minshew. And then when Nick Foles comes back, yes, Xavier Rhodes. He's not Jalen Ramsey, but he's been pretty good over the yeah. past several years in his career. So I mean, if you're going to make a trade with just you know just talking about straight up players, I think yeah, you do that because you get an elite wide receiver and you get a really good corner. And then, yeah, I mean, overall, it's going to help your team. But right now, I'm I'm almost just feeling like they just they they're not going to get past you know certain teams. So yeah, they they're going to kind of do. Not, I'm not saying they're going to go all in tank like a Miami Dolphins, but they're going to take a few steps back. And I, you know, they they want first round picks because they want to get a quarterback. I'm telling you, you know, and I'm not saying that this is a situation Minnesota wants to be in or that they need to be in. Like I don't know that they want to make this move. But you have one team with a superstar player, best at his position in the league, I, you know, in my opinion, and he doesn't want to be there. 
and the other team has two superstar players, and their coach doesn't want them to be there. And that makes me think, yeah, maybe maybe there's going to be a little bit of a shakeup because I do think there's going to be a shakeup in Minnesota when it's all said and done. I'd actually be surprised if both Rhodes and Diggs come back. So that makes me wonder if they could be on the trade block, especially early on, because neither team is out of it by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that would just be a huge blow to Minnesota, though, in my eyes. I mean, Stephon Diggs is really good. He's he he's the reason why Adam Thielen's open so much. You know, those two in Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota can afford to lose those guys. I just don't. Um, I don't see Minnesota really doing anything, to be honest with you. I think they're going to try to – they got Dalvin Cook there. You know, I think I think they probably believe they're, they're still right there. Yeah, you know, they, they're one and one. They definitely played Green Bay close. They should have probably won that game. You know, it's it's they're probably saying, okay, Kirk, come on. Let's, let's not do this again. I mean, Minnesota's right there. I don't think Minnesota really needs to do anything. They just need to – they just need to – be better. They need to get off the faster starts. Don't let a team go up twenty-one nothing, and then don't let don't put Kirk Cousins in a position to throw the ball in, in, in the red zone. Just keep handing the ball off. It was working. Green Bay couldn't stop it. They were chunk, you know, getting chunk yards. That's part of the coaching was. I think the coaching call was bad too. I don't know that he. Maybe I heard that he audibled out of something or something. But I would just be like, you know what? Just run the ball. Just run the ball and play action, and, and that defense is going to come around. I don't think Minnesota really has to do anything. Uh, I would I, be shocked. But I, anyway. I agree with that. I agree that Minnesota's not going to do anything because that's just typically how they operate. Well, yeah. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. Minnesota's not going to do anything, I, and I don't think they really need to. I think, you know, in my eyes, they're they're going to be in, in the running for the division the whole way. I mean, I think they're them and Chicago are pretty close. I think, obviously, they have a little bit better – Chicago has a little bit better defense, but Minnesota has a little bit better offense. So, And they're going to be fighting. Uh, Green Bay is looking like they are going to be fighting for it. And then, I mean, Detroit came in and beat the Chargers. So mm-hmm. they're undefeated technically. So you can't even count them out. So it's a very close division. Um, it's interesting to talk about mm-hmm. for sure. But for Minnesota, that it, it, they get Jalen. But I think that's a bad deal for Minnesota, to be honest. I like your Eagles pick that they could be the team that goes out and gets them because it's not a given they make the playoffs this year with everybody who's been. I mean, they canceled practice because everybody's hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Ronald Darby your top corner option? He's fine. Mm-hmm. But if any time you can get Jalen Ramsey, be your right. top quarterback option, you do it. Exactly. I mean, and, and it has to do with, with what Dallas is doing in that division, too. I mean, Dallas looks unbelievable. Obviously, I, I don't think the competition they've played has been great. But they've definitely closed that gap, if not arrived right there with with Philly. They've, they're definitely like 1-2. And um, you know, sometimes you got to counter what they're doing. They got Amari now. They got Zeke running. You know, they got they got guys. Jason Witten's looking looking pretty good. Michael Gallup when when healthy is looking pretty good. They got Devin Smith who's just shown shown up and now has shown some potential. Um, so so yeah, if you're you're Philly, another another front office that isn't afraid to make moves, isn't afraid to spend money, isn't afraid to bring in big personalities, still feeling like that window's open. I'm sure they want to get Carson Wentz. You know, the best the best supporting cast they can. You know, I just feel like Philly is, is one of those teams that is aggressive enough. They're in that position. They're injured. They can make it work. So that's why I say Philly. I'm not sure that I like any of these teams like I, as the favorite on that list, though. I think Philly's probably the best out of that group and the most likely to do it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're Jacksonville and you're looking for first-round picks, you got to go with a team that's not going to make the playoffs. You but, would think. But, you know, they're not in tank mode, and they're still willing to pay for somebody like Jalen Ramsey. I don't know what team that would be, though. Right, and I was hearing that Jalen could like nix any trade, kind of like Antonio Brown did. So you kind of they're in a tough spot 
they're in a tough spot because you, if you want to bring them, you know, send them to somewhere who there's there's no hope to get a, the first round, you know, a nice first round pick, two first round picks. You know, he might be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to Buffalo. Buffalo actually looking pretty good though. Yeah. Now, but you know, similar to what Antonio Brown did, like yeah, they have that, played that's, the Giants and Jets. Yeah, that's fake news. <laughs> so, um, so they're in a tough spot. He's going to have to get sent to a pretty decent team. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a tough thing. It's going that. Obviously, that's why they're where they're waiting for. They got to get through this game, and then they're going to try to figure it out. But I, it's hard because I'm trying to picture Jalen Ramsey on all of these teams, and it's really mm-hmm. hard for me to do so. I, I just can't do it. It's weird. He's one of the most exciting corners that we've seen in the game since. Was Darrell Revis exciting? He was locked down. Uh, he was exciting. Was he? Exciting? Was yeah. he? Oh yeah. Okay. Revis Island. Oh yeah. Revis, I mean, yeah, he was locked down. But was he electric like Jalen Ramsey is? To me, I haven't seen somebody with this kind of electricity that position since, honestly, Dion. No, it's, it's a personality thing. I don't think Dar- Darrell Revis was. He, he talked, but he wasn't much of a talker when right. he talked about in the media and things like that. I actually met his Dar- Darrell Revis' father. He was at a wedding I was at. Is that uh, right? Oh, yeah, uh, months months ago. But mm. but we had a good talk and things like that. But um, yeah, he wasn't much of a talker. I think that's what makes him so polarizing. Jalen Ramsey is he goes in the media, he talks. He's on the field talking. He's on social media talking. But he's good, and mm-hmm. people love to see that. Um, Darrell Rivas wasn't like that. You know, I think guys like. Who else is a big talker? Like Jamal, Mar- Adams. Jamal Adams, Marshawn Lattimore. Not much of a. T- he's really good, but and he's he's a really good uh, player. But he's he's quiet, mm-hmm. and so you're you're not getting that that same vibe. Really good player, you know, has a lot of swagger and things like that. But it's it's you know, no one's going to reach that level because you know Richard Sherman back when he was yeah, in Seattle, polarizing. Josh Norman. Josh Norman when he was you know obviously doing doing that thing with Carolina and, and him and OBJ. He was one of the top corners because he was polarizing. He talked. He, you want that in a corner. So um, all I know is whoever's going to get this, I don't care if you're giving up two first-round picks, whoever's going to get Jalen Ramsey, that's a great move. I would be I'd be okay with doing it, and it's going to be – I'm thinking why doesn't the L.A. Chargers jump on that? There you go. You know what I mean? you got you got to go up against Kansas City. They have all these weapons, you know, get Derwin James back. We were talking about their secondary, King, uh, Casey Hayward. Why, if you're not the Chargers, are you jumping on that? Because your window's open right now. Phillip Rivers is only getting older. Yep. So why don't you take the big swing? Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. With that, we are out of time. I appreciate you being on here as always, man. What else do you have going on over at Local 3 besides, you know, a ratings plummet that you're trying to bounce Actually, back Actually, we're hoping for a spike. I'll let you know. <laughs> Next time I come back on, I'll let you know where we're at. But uh, high school football, high school volleyball, uh, we're going to be in uh, Escanaba tomorrow, Marquette Escanaba. Redmond looking really good. Yep. Esky is always looking good. I'm hoping it's a high-scoring game. Both teams like to throw, so we're going to do that. So, you know, NMU coming back home, uh, NMU football is going to be cool. Just trying to stay busy, man. There's a lot of sports going on. I want to clarify because if anyone heard that out of context, they might think I took a shot at your station's ratings. That's not the case. I was co-hosting last night, and that is the reason for the ratings drop. Yeah, if there is one, you know, you're, we're you're, predicting it because of me. So I apologize in advance. No, man. You know, we're always on a steady incline in ratings. So wink, wink. So I don't think we're going to be seeing any drops. <laughs> I appreciate you tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Do the right thing and vote Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame as he deserves. Until tomorrow, I'm Tanner Hoops and ESPN-UP.